Ryan Reeves is gone, but Pat Maroon has made his way to Minnesota. We'll talk about the trade as well as a couple of minor free agent signings and an update on the restricted free agents the Wild have yet to play. That's all on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That is right. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. If this is your first time tuning into Lockdown Wild, we welcome you on board. Hope you stick with us through the rest of the offseason into the season as well. If you're one of the everydayers who tunes in each and every day of the week, we are glad to have you back. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, Alex Micheletti joins us as we break down the Pat Maroon trade, what it means for the Wild in the room with the pedigree and experience that Maroon brings to the table. We'll also talk about the two two-way contracts the Wild signed today with Vinny Letteri and Jake Lucchini, and we'll take a look at the latest on the restricted free agents for the Minnesota Wild here this offseason. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. As mentioned, Micheletti Mondays are back, even though it is 4th of July weekend. Uh, we, we've still got some uh, some things to discuss here today. So, Alex, thanks for taking some time out of the uh, 4th of July weekend. Uh, looked like it was going to be a pretty quiet weekend for the Minnesota Wild. And then all of a sudden, Sunday night hits and Bill Guerin goes out and replaces Ryan Reeves with Pat Maroon. This one was a little bit of a surprise, but I got to say, considering that they got Maroon and a prospect for a seventh round pick in 2024, and the Lightning are retaining 20% of Maroon's salary, pretty uh, pretty savvy good move for Bill Guerin. Yeah, thank you, uh, Bill, for uh, uh, providing uh, you know uh, information or, or a, a deal for content tonight. And I was like, when when I went down, I messaged you right away. I was like, well, thank you, Bill Garen, for for giving us something <laughs> to talk about. Uh, you know, uh, when uh, Tampa signed Josh Archibald um, it, to be on their fourth line, it looked like Matt, uh, Pat Maroon was expendable, and so that's probably what got. Uh, the wheels in motion for Tampa to, you know, find a spot for Pat Maroon. You know, I, you know, I think he's so well respected in the league and by by Tampa Bay that they wanted to do right for him. And um, you know, he had a no um, no move clause on his uh, deal with with Tampa, and the Wild weren't on it. So, um, you know, one of the teams that you know you know would have been an option for him. So, uh, you know, funny enough, he's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not too far uh, across the border in Wisconsin right now. Uh, on a, I saw on his Instagram story he was uh, with Ryan McDonough uh, at Ryan McDonough's cabin in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. So, uh, you know, I'm sure he's excited to, for for a new you know new chapter in his career. You know, and you know I'm excited. Uh, you know, I think he brings a little bit more on the ice than Ryan Reeves. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely a vibes guy too, but I still think he can still play at 35, going to be 36. And, 
Um, you know, if uh, do I tweeted this out too, if uh, Duhame resigns, that fourth line should be pretty fun with uh, you know Connor Dewar centering uh, um, you know Maroon and and Duheim. And I know one of the things that people looked at with Ryan Reeves, and he signed with Toronto for three mm. years at one point three million per. So that was out of the range of the Wild were comfortable with, not only in AAV but in term too. And so you get a guy in Pat Maroon who had, it was over 150 hit. He had 150 penalty minutes this past season. He played in 80 games. And if you break that down, he was second in the league in fighting majors this past season with 12. Now, Marcus Foligno and Ryan Reeves had seven apiece. And so I think there were, there was a lot of discussion about, you know, Reeves, didn't seem like he he fought all that much and and is that something that really makes a difference and first and foremost <laughs> Pat Maroon is not afraid to fight anybody like get that right out there but he also had a ton of hits too he averaged about 2 hits per game um so he's a physical fourth line guy that isn't afraid to throw his body around either yeah he has a little bit more of a scoring punch than than Reeves too and uh that fourth line that they had in Tampa was pretty effective with, with, with him, Belmar and, and Corey Perry. And so, you know, you're trying to, you know, improve the offense there on, on the fourth line if, if need be. And uh, he's a guy that's not afraid to call out, uh, you know, uh, teammates and, uh, um, and stick up for teammates too. And uh, yeah, you saw it all the, all the time with Tampa Bay, uh, you know, <laughs> from the bench to chirping the other teams and, uh, you know, again, getting his own teammates fired up too. And so, you know, he's a Midwestern guy uh, from St. Louis. And so I think um, he's going to like uh, being back in the Midwest and, you know, being closer to the family, um, you know, they can come from Missouri to, to Minnesota and, and uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, you know, another, um, another step in his journey in his career. It's be, he's been all over the place, uh, Anaheim and St. Louis, and Tampa now, uh, with the wild and a guy that's won three Stanley cups, you'll, uh, you'll take that any day of the week with that experience. Um, you know, he was close to a fourth in a row, which would have been nuts, but, uh, you know, it was time for Nathan McKinnon to, to win a Stanley cup. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this move. Uh, you know, I think, like I said, I still think he has some left in the tank and, uh, and, uh, you know, just another vibes guy. I was <laughs> mentioned on Twitter when, when we found out that Reeves was not going to be back. I was like, well, it's going to be interesting to see how Bill Guerin replaces the, you know, the, uh, energy vibes guy with, with Reeves and Matt Dumble leaving. And, uh, he gets, he gets, uh, you know, Pat Maroon by the end of the weekend. And so it's a savvy move. Uh, Tampa's paying part of his contract. So they'll, they'll take that as well. And, uh, like you joked about too, uh, 800 K left in, in cap space and they, uh, they sign him with that, uh, that amount. So very, very funny, very interesting. Yeah. It's ironic because Bill Guerin was interviewed, I believe by Michael Russo earlier in the day, or actually it was his, um, it was his press availability after right. the Letary and Lucini signings. Um, talked about the fact that they have with the restricted free agents they're expecting to add into the mix they have about 800k uh in the books uh to spend and it just so happens that that's <laughs> what pat maroon is going to be on the books for so 
feels like even though they said that this came together quickly yesterday, feels like this might have been in the works for a little while. Yeah, the, like, like you said, um, and, and the fact that, you know, we heard rumors from Michael Russo that they were thinking about Corey Perry or Nick Foligno and Pat Maroon, uh, you know, fits that that type of uh, same type of vibe. And so, you know, f- to get him at a you know discount too, they'll, they'll take it. They didn't have to give up anything. They aren't paying him 4 million like Chicago is with Felino and, and Perry. And so they'll take that any day of the week. And, uh, you know, I think he would fit in just great with Connor Dewar and, and uh, Brandon Duhame on that fourth line. So, yeah, I think it's a perfect fit and, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, it does work out. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun to see how Big Rig does uh, here in Minnesota. <laughs> the OG Big the Rig. original Big Rig. So uh, we we both are on record of liking the move and um, can't wait to see how it plays out. So you have that as kind of the big, that's the big non-restricted free agent move uh, that this team is going to be able to make. There were a couple of minor uh, signings as well. And as we'll get to later in the show, we got ourselves a new assistant coach, too. So uh, there's a lot to get to here on today's episode of Lockdown Wild. We'll talk about those minor league signings uh, as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to be the first to hit a home run. If Shohei Otani's playing, go that route. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will take a look at uh, some other options should the Wild decide to open up any additional cap space. Uh, we'll play what if with free agency the rest of the way. Uh, some of those bargain bin options for this Minnesota wild team. Now, Alex, as we continue to kind of break things down, a couple of um, minor AHL type signings, two-way contract signings. uh, And let's start with the one that has a little bit of a tie to the organization already. That being uh, Vinny Letary, uh, the grandson of Lou Nanny, who signed a two-year two-way contract uh, speedster from what I've seen. And so uh, an intriguing guy to add into the mix. Much like when the Wild added Sammy Walker to the mix uh, before last season. Yeah, I think uh, with Vinny, um, he'd be the, you know, just like we saw this past season, uh, the first call up guy, um, you know, a guy, you know, if the Wild are struggling and they need someone to, you know, add a scoring punch, I think he'd be the, the first guy called up. Uh, you know, he had, again uh, in Providence with uh, Boston's AHL team this past season, he had 20 plus goals. And so he can, uh, you know, he's a scorer and uh, he's the classic tweener, uh, you know, in between AHL and NHL, you know, type guy. And, uh, you know, you know, it's, you know, it's nice, nice storyline. Uh, 
and uh, you know he's a guy like like I said they could rely on you know if they if the if the big club is struggling, you know or you know he might fill that Brandon Duhame spot if if <laughs> if they can't come to an agreement or if he gets traded uh, with him and Gus it's uh, it's just weird right now but I think it to you know um, to give some credit to Duhame too in his agent I think they're waiting on the Gus. Cuss news because that has to get settled first before uh, they can, you know, determine exactly what, you know, Duhame's contract is going to be, too. Yeah. And it's a situation, too, where there's not a huge rush. I mean, those two guys, Gustafson and Duhame, I mean, the Wilds have their rights. So there's not a huge rush necessarily because if you don't get a deal done, you go to arbitration then you can always go back. And so it's just, it's like pulling teeth for us. Right. Just trying to wait this out and to get this figured out. But at the end of the day, it's probably gone on a little longer than Bill Guerin would have liked. But at the end of the day, he is still confident that they'll both get done. And so it's about all we can go off of. You have agents playing hardball right now. It's, it's very frustrating. Yeah, I, I, it's it's unbelievable. You don't want. I don't think I've really ever seen it as a goalie going to arbitration. So hopefully, hopefully yeah. they can avoid that. It's just um, you know, once you go to arbitration too, then the relationship gets kind of you know going forward gets a little dicey too because you know you're battling over um, you know what you know what the player thinks they're worth and what the team thinks they're worth and it's all with the on the team side it's always lower than what the player wants and so you know it just creates for future contracts or you know demanding of trades you know possibly so yeah it's uh definitely definitely interesting and um oh we forgot to mention jake lucini too um michigan tech guy um you know me being a big college hockey guy watched him a lot when he played mankato um, you know, it, it's another guy uh, that can score and, you know, a classic tweener um, of, you know, he played college hockey just like Vinny did at the U. And so it's these guys that, uh, you know, just can't, you know, become full-time NHLers. But, yeah. you know, if you need them in a pinch, you know, they can can help for, you know, a couple of games or so. Kyle Rao always kind of became right. synonymous with that over the last few seasons, a guy that played well at the AHL level, but just never had enough to kind of get past that. Mm. Um, and yeah, you're, you're one injury away from depleting your AHL roster. So you can never have enough of those guys that can, that know what it takes to play at that level. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not the best, but just depth. Like you can never have enough depth. Yes, exactly. We've seen it with this wild team too. And so um, it's better to have somebody there than to panic and, and then make an, make another trade. So you have, you know, they're collecting some of these guys um, in Iowa and it's not, not too far away of a drive for them to get to St. Paul if needed very fast too. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, another, another savvy couple moves by, by Bill Guerin with, with not a whole lot of money. Alex, let's talk about the former Wild players that all signed deals. You've got Gustav Nyquist going to Nashville, Sam Steele going to Dallas. You got Ryan Reeves, of course, going to Toronto. Uh, 
there was a lot of activity in the uh, the first couple of days of free agency. Matt Dumba still out there. Um, were you surprised that Dumba was the last domino to fall, so to speak? I mean, I suppose Oscar Sundquist hasn't signed yet, but <laughs> um, of those main dominoes, were you surprised that Dumba was the last one left standing of all those guys that were uh, were former Wild players. I'm extremely shocked because this was Matt. Matt Dumba was coming off one of you know the best uh, seasons in his career, um, and uh, you know just you, you saw all these potential fits of, of teams um, that I thought he could go to, and they signed other guys. Like you know, even today, uh, uh, Seattle signed Brian Dumoulin from Pittsburgh. I thought Seattle might have been another spot because they have you know they had a ton of cap space, and then and then. Detroit signed uh, Shane Gossespierre and I, I thought, you know, that's, that's another spot that he could have gone to. And then Buffalo uh, signed Eric Johnson. And I originally, that was my uh, first thought is, you know, Buffalo could really use Matt Dumba. And so it's like the, the options are starting to, to dwindle here. I, you know, I think, uh, you know, Carolina could use another defenseman, but they're, you know, they're trying to get uh, Eric Carlson. So, you know, they're going big game hunting. Um, and so, you know, now it's like, does Matt Dumba want to go to a struggling Arizona team like Jason Zucker and, you know, take the payday? You know, it's it's tough. Uh, you know, it's tough for these some of these guys. You know, now the options are, you know, <laughs> slowly, you know, um, coming undone. You know, maybe Pittsburgh for, for Matt Dumba or – you know, Edmonton is always needing defensemen. Uh, I would, <laughs> I, you know, why would you not want to go play with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl? <laughs> so, I, I mean, mean, I would, I would check in with the Oilers and Ken Holland if I was uh, Matt Dumba's agent. There were rumors that he maybe would be a fit in Dallas. Right. Which right. I, you know, Dallas, I think they'd have to clear some more. You know, they have uh, Mason Marchment that, you know, is yeah. playing playing on their third line, checking line, basically, and he's making a lot of money. And so that's that's a guy they could move, especially now that they have Matt, Matt Duchesne and Duchesne can play with uh, Sagan. So, you know, I, I think that's a guy that they could try to, you know, trade and free up some more space. They <laughs> they desperately would need a guy like Matt Dumber for sure. Um, and, you know, you especially when Ryan Suter's still part of that decor. Yeah. Um, and for those that are wondering, you know, why the heck didn't the Wild do anything? Uh, there will be money freed up next year to make some moves. If they don't sign Matt Zuccarello, that's $6 million right there. If you don't bring back Marcus Foligno, that's three point one right there. You got Alex Goligoski coming off the books, Marc-Andre Fleury coming off the books. And so... Not only that, but the cap is expected to go up about $7 million, I think, to that 88-ish range. Um, or that'd be four, sorry. That'd be a $4 million bump from what it's currently at. And so this is going to be a year in which there's not a ton of money to do hardly anything. But there will be the opportunity to sign a few guys next year should the uh, should the Wild decide to get back into um, the free agent fix next year. Yeah, hundred percent. And you saw uh, this uh, free agency too. A lot of guys were just doing one-year deals, um, mm-hmm. and so uh, they are they want to have a really good season and then cat you know cash in 
when you know uh, uh, you know the cap goes up. Uh, you saw Tyler Bertuzzi sign with Toronto, and Max Domi, your guy, also signing with Toronto. And one of the tweets I saw, which was absolutely cracked me up, is it looks like uh, Max Domi's on vacation in Europe, and you know it's like whatever time at night and so he's sleeping so they his agent must have you know agreed to a contract with with max uh not even awake and he gets to wake up and is a uh, you know multi-millionaire with uh with toronto must be nice to, gets to play probably with william nylander because they'll they'll stick uh austin matthews with marner and bertuzzi probably so playing with nylander not a not a bad uh second choice that's for sure uh and 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 john tavares um that top six is top six is absolutely loaded that's pretty gross um so relatively quiet but we expected Mm -hmm. that that was going to be the case um we did get an answer on one of the other big questions of the off season is who is going to be that vacant assistant coach that vacancy has been filled and so we will talk about the latest assistant coach that will try to fix this minnesota wild power play as we continue today's episode of lockdown wilds after this final segment of today's episode of lockdown wild once again thank you for making lockdown wild your first listen each and every day again for the everydayers make sure you tune into tomorrow's episode when we'll take a look at some of the bargain bin options for the wild, if they do decide to free up a million or two here or there, uh, that's coming up for you tomorrow. Um, Jason King, the newest assistant coach for the Minnesota wild, Alex, and uh, he comes to the wild from the Vancouver Canucks organization. He had some experience as an AHL assistant before that. Uh, before we dive in, do you know a ton about Jason King? He comes in as kind of a relative unknown, I feel like. Yeah, he he played actually with the Sedins a little bit in, in Vancouver. Uh, you know, he had a, you know, a decent, uh, you know, uh, professional hockey career and then got, got right into coaching. And so, you know, from, from afar, uh, you know, I've always been a fan of Vancouver's power play. You know, a lot of it has to deal with the personnel, but, uh, you know, he ran the power play you know, past couple seasons and, you know, it's it led to a lot of goals for Elias Pettersson. <laughs> so, and, uh, and Brock Besser and, and all those guys in, in Vancouver and they, they raved about his, uh, you know, his power play system. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited Excited for a new voice in, you know, because it seemed like things were getting kind of stale and just zone entries were always an issue too. And so, you know, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. He's a younger coach too. And so I'm sure he has aspirations to to be a head coach um, here soon. And so, you know, if things go well with the wild, you know, he can throw his name into the mix there. So yeah, another, uh, you know, good, good savvy move by, by Bill Guerin. And I'm sure Dean Evison had a huge say as well. Yeah. I, I looked at the numbers for Vancouver's power play over the last three seasons. Cause I believe he was there for three years and Vancouver was ninth, 25th and fourth in power play percentage in the league over those three seasons. So that obviously, as you mentioned, power play is a lot about your personnel. And so it's, it's interesting. And this is something I'll probably dive into for a future episode is 
ninth to 25th to fourth is a bit of a swing. Right. Like what led to that kind of a drop? Cause otherwise ninth and fourth sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. hundred percent. And you know, now that they've kind of made the decision to have Kalen Addison, well, at least to start the season, be your, you know, quarterback of the power play, you know, he's similar. You know, they're not the same player. Um, I'm just going to say that right away, but uh, same size and in, in Quinn Hughes and Kalen Addison. Uh, and so, you know, hope, hope maybe, you know, he can unlock something in Kalen's game. You know, obviously Kalen's got to uh, defend better, you know, to stay in the lineup, but uh, you know, he's going to be the one running the show on the power play and he's going to have to produce, you know, uh, like, like he did for parts of the season. Uh, if he wants to continue to keep that role, you know, he's the uh, the ideal choice because you know, I, I don't think they think that, you know, Jaron Spurgeon, uh, you know, should be, you know, the one running that um, and, you know, try to save him some minutes there. Um, yeah. You know, you know, being on the PK and just, you know, more five on five. And so, you know, it's a, uh, it's a huge season for, for Kalen Addison. And, you know, once uh, they, you know, get him re-signed and, yeah, we'll see see what Jason King can can do with him, and uh, yeah, I'm you know I'm excited because you know look you know with the re-signing of Marcus Johansson too, I'd like to see him on that top unit and continue the chemistry with with Matt Boldy for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they structure the personnel because they went top heavy last year. It worked <laughs> for a while, but then teams started to really key in on it to where they're like, hey, the best guys aren't out there. We don't really have to worry about this or just stack the stack the blue line so that they couldn't even get in. Like it just became it became so top heavy, so predictable and so perimeter oriented yeah, they couldn't. Uh, it was so so frustrating. They had so much trouble just getting it into the zone, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, if you can't even get into the zone, then you can't get set up. They didn't have a second unit, really. Uh, you know, they had guys on on the second power play that aren't power play guys. You know, Marcus Felino has no business, you know, being on a power play, but no. he was. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just you know, it, it, you know, you have to for your know, special teams if you want to go far in the playoffs you have to be successful and they just you know struggled big time on, on the power play yeah and let's let's take a peek at the uh, penalty kill as well because mm-hmm. i think it was it was either jesse pierce or judd zolgad that said it you can get by in the postseason with a mediocre power play if your penalty kills mediocre you are dead in the water so yeah and uh, well, the big, <laughs> the big thing too is is faceoffs, and you know Dallas absolutely just smoked the Wild on the faceoffs, and you know we saw one of the games against uh, you know, against Dallas, and they, they scored power play goals right off the faceoff. So I mean, even if your penalty kills phenomenal if you give up goal right off the face off it doesn't doesn't really matter you know and yeah. uh, uh obviously not having that was just uh, absolutely killer um but uh you know still um you know no no you know the other teams in the playoffs they aren't uh they aren't going to feel sad for you for for having injuries and so got to step up and you know that's why marco 
you know, he's got to have to have a huge off season because they didn't even trust him uh, in, in the playoffs with, without, uh, without Ecker there. So yeah, it's uh, very, very interesting for a couple of guys uh, this off season. It's, it's going to be a big off season for a bunch of players and uh, can't wait for that to continue. So we get closer to the start of the season so we can just see how this all plays out um, throughout the course of the year. So there you have it. Um, the, uh, the big one, the Patty Maroon acquisition, uh, we'll dive into more of that as the off season unfolds. Uh, we'll try to mix in some more potential bargain bin players in free agency, because I would imagine depending on how the numbers go for Gustafson and for Duhame, they may look to add one or two other guys, uh, just to kind of fill things out, but we'll see. But that will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that you are finished listening to today's episode, make sure to go back and look at all of our draft coverage um, with all of the different selections for the Minnesota Wild and stick with us through the rest of the offseason as well. If you are a first-time listener to the show, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our new content throughout the rest of the offseason. If you're an everydayer who tunes in every single day of the week, we are glad to have you and uh, look forward to uh, hearing from you again on tomorrow's show. So enjoy the fourth and uh, we will be back with you on uh, tomorrow's episode of Locked on Wild. New content every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.